Hello and welcome to day 59 of our Bible reading course. If you're part of the congregation at Ashford Baptist Church, you'll remember that we had a series of sermons on the Minor Prophets last autumn. We touch on them briefly again now. They're much shorter in length than the Major Prophets, and so are grouped together at the end of the Old Testament. This disguises the fact that chronologically they're spread out over a long period of time, which can be a bit confusing. So today we're stepping back 200 years from the exile in Babylon to when the ten tribes of Israel were still in existence and Assyria was the regional superpower. Our passage is Amos chapters 5 and 8. Let's pray. Lord God, I bless you for your goodness to me in so many ways and I thank you for this time now to hear and consider your word. Speak to me once again, I ask. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hear this word, Israel, this lament I take up concerning you. Fallen is virgin Israel, never to rise again, deserted in her own land, with no one to lift her up. This is what the Sovereign Lord says to Israel. Your city that marches out a thousand strong will have only a hundred left. Your town that marches out a hundred strong will have only ten left. This is what the Lord says to Israel. Seek me and live. Do not seek Bethel. Do not go to Gilgal. Do not journey to Beersheba. For Gilgal will surely go into exile, and Bethel will be reduced to nothing. Seek the Lord and live, or he will sweep through the tribes of Joseph like a fire. It will devour them, and Bethel will have no one to quench it. There are those who turn justice into bitterness and cast righteousness to the ground. He who made the Pleiades and Orion, who turns midnight into dawn and darkens day into night, who calls for the waters of the sea and pours them out over the face of the land, the Lord is his name. With the blinding flash he destroys the stronghold and brings the fortified city to ruin. There are those who hate the one who upholds justice in court and detest the one who tells the truth. You levy a straw tax on the poor and impose a tax on their grain. Therefore, though you have built stone mansions, you will not live in them. Though you have planted lush vineyards, you will not drink their wine. For I know how many are your offences and how great your sins. There are those who oppress the innocent and take bribes and deprive the poor of justice in the courts. Therefore the prudent keep quiet in such times, for the times are evil. Seek good, not evil, that you may live. Then the Lord God Almighty will be with you, just as you say he is. Hate evil, love good, maintain justice in the courts. Perhaps the Lord God Almighty will have mercy on the remnant of Joseph. Therefore this is what the Lord, the Lord God Almighty, says. There will be wailing in all the streets and cries of anguish in every public square. The farmers will be summoned to weep and the mourners to wail. There will be wailing in all the vineyards, for I will pass through your midst, says the Lord. Woe to you who long for the day of the Lord! Why do you long for the day of the Lord? That day will be darkness, not light. It will be as though a man fled from a lion only to meet a bear as though he entered his house and rested his hand on the wall 
only to have a snake bite him? Will not the day of the Lord be darkness, not light, pitch dark, without a ray of brightness? I hate, I despise your religious festivals. Your assemblies are a stench to me. Even though you bring me burnt offerings and grain offerings, I will not accept them. Though you bring choice fellowship offerings, I will have no regard for them. Away with the noise of your songs. I will not listen to the music of your harps. But let justice roll on like a river, righteousness like a never-failing stream. Did you bring me sacrifices and offerings for forty years in the wilderness, people of Israel? You have lifted up the shrine of your king, the pedestal of your idols, the star of your God which you made for yourselves. Therefore I will send you into exile, beyond Damascus, says the Lord, whose name is God Almighty. This is what the Sovereign Lord showed me, a basket of ripe fruit. What do you see, Amos, he asked. A basket of ripe fruit, I answered. Then the Lord said to me, The time is ripe for my people Israel. I will spare them no longer. In that day, declares the Sovereign Lord, the songs in the temple will turn to wailing. Many, many bodies, flung everywhere. Silence. Hear this, you who trample the needy and do away with the poor of the land, saying, When will the new moon be over that we may sell grain? and the Sabbath be ended that we may market wheat, skimping on the measure, boosting the price, and cheating with dishonest scales, buying the poor with silver and the needy for a pair of sandals, selling even the sweepings with the wheat. The Lord has sworn by himself, the pride of Jacob, I will never forget anything they have done. Will not the land tremble for this, and all who live in it mourn? The whole land will rise like the Nile. It will be stirred up and then sink like the river of Egypt. In that day, declares the Sovereign Lord, I will make the sun go down at noon and darken the earth in broad daylight. I will turn your religious festivals into mourning and all your singing into weeping. I will make all of you wear sackcloth and shave your heads. I will make that time like mourning for an only son and the end of it like a bitter day. The days are coming, declares the Sovereign Lord, when I will send a famine through the land. Not a famine of food or a thirst for water, but a famine of hearing the words of the Lord. People will stagger from sea to sea and wander from north to east, searching for the word of the Lord, but they will not find it. In that day, the lovely young women and strong young men will faint because of thirst. Those who swear by the sin of Samaria, who say, As surely as your God lives, Dan, or As surely as the God of Beersheba lives, they will fall, never to rise again. These two chapters focus in on one of the main reasons for the judgment of God on both Israel and Judah, injustice. It happened in the law courts of the day, with bribery and corruption amongst officials, lies being told and truth suppressed, and the poor and innocent being ignored, or worse. It also took place in business and commerce, with false weights and measures being used, excessive pricing, and poor product quality. 
Traders were desperate for rest days and public holidays to end so they could get back to making money. Finally, it went on in government, where taxes were being unfairly levied, driving those least able to pay further into poverty. Some even had to sell themselves into slavery. This all took place at a time of peace and prosperity for both Israel and Judah, with enough to go round. And it ignored the law of Moses, which laid out a clear framework for legal proceedings, as well as provisions and protections for the poor. Yet the people were religious enough, going to the high places of Bethel, Gilgal and Beersheba to worship, albeit a syncretistic faith that the northern kingdom to whom this book was chiefly addressed had developed. They sang songs, brought offerings and celebrated festivals. And yet in the sight of God, it was all a detestable sham, summed up most memorably in the cry of chapter 5, verse 24. But let justice roll on like a river, righteousness like a never-failing stream. And so the day of the Lord will come, but not as they had expected, a day of judgment and not reward. All their prosperity and self-confidence would turn to weeping and regret, with destruction and exile at the hands of a foreign power. It reminds us of the shocking parable Jesus told about the sheep and goats in Matthew 25, where those who neglected the hungry, thirsty, stranger, poor, ill and imprisoned were judged and sentenced in a way that took them completely by surprise. After weeks of nothing but news items about coronavirus and its far-reaching ramifications for us all, it took an issue of injustice finally to break the monopoly. The death of George Floyd and the subsequent Black Lives Matter protests and movement have galvanised large numbers of people around the world. Racial justice is now right back where it belongs on the agenda of governments, organisations and individuals too. What do I make of all this? What do I hope will change? Is there anything I feel I should do in response? This time has also brought other justice-related issues to the fore. Food banks, free school meal vouchers, employer-employee relationships and the climate breathing a little easier for a while since all the air traffic and other pollutants have reduced. Has any of this caught my attention? How does my faith inform these issues? How might I respond? It's interesting to note how closely the words righteousness and justice are connected in our reading. For many Christians, righteousness has been privatised to do with personal morality and the avoidance of individual sin. But the Bible's very clear that it has every bit as much to do with broader issues of justice in our communities and the wider world. How can I get a more balanced understanding and approach here? Heavenly Father, I praise you that in the words of Psalm 89, righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Thank you for the encouragement that gives me, either when I'm on the receiving end of unjust attitudes or actions, or else when I advocate and campaign on behalf of others. 
may our world take this unique opportunity to learn lessons and make changes in many areas of life where it's so urgently needed. Show me what part I should take. And thank you for that simple phrase in Amos, Seek me and live. Seek the Lord and live. May it be my watchword and the message I bring to others. Amen.